Welcome to the Speak In Flow podcast. Let's unleash your leadership voice. Listen in to the untold stories of high-performing leaders where they will reveal their golden takeaways to help you become fearless communicators and fast-track your career. Join us for the journey. In 2016, my mother passed away with cancer and out of all places, was found in her mouth. She did not speak up for her needs. She was doing things for everyone else. Typical immigrant came here to the United States just in survival mode, trying to do things for others, find food, get money. And, and doesn't that feel like what we do? Like we're constantly working and doing things for other people. And my mother didn't stop. And this is one of her deepest regrets as she was laying on that hospital bed. She said, I wish I had more time for myself. So this episode is for all of you who are on the go all the time and, and really not considering your deepest needs. And I invite you today to really consider, are your needs, your deepest needs being met? And how do you communicate that in a way that is compassionate, that is empathetic for yourself and also others? So we're going to go over um, a very simple structure on how to do that. And it's by Rosenberg. And the book I invite you to get is called Nonviolent Communication. And Rosenberg um, advocates and says that well, most of us are using violent communication. We might not really be aware of it, but when we um, go into exhaustion, burnout, uh, and we start finger pointing, saying, you never help me, or you don't care, um, those type of uh, words and language will cause a divide. And, and be considered as violent. And so alternatively, you have an opportunity to say what you need in a very empathetic way. And in the book, it talks about our deepest needs. My mother needed rest. My mother needed support. And so there are basic ones that all humans need. And Rosenberg talks about connection, love, empathy, joy, creativity, rest, fun, all of these, when we're depleted from it, we start to have emotion. We start to build up emotion on top of that. And then when we have a lot of emotion on top of that, we start to spew out words. If we don't get what we want, it becomes passive aggressive, or we start to use words and language that is violent and pointing fingers because you're not getting what you deeply need. And so here's a simple framework that you can use to start advocating for yourself compassionately. Four parts. First is stating an observation. Second is stating your feeling around the observation. Third is stating your needs, just like I talked about. And fourth is requesting, not demanding. I'm going to break down each of them. The first one is stating an observation. You want to open up the conversation with facts, facts that are indisputable versus blame or evaluation. 
Start off with the fact, like the observation, the, the action that you noticed. I noticed that you turned in the report 15 minutes late over the past week, right? So being very specific. I noticed that you didn't do the dishes for the fourth time this month. And so those are very specific actions. Alternatively, you can start off with saying something like, you're always late. You never help me. Right? How do you think that that's going to be received? Even if the observation and action you notice validates your point, when you come at someone with language like that because you've been holding it in for so long and you can't take it anymore, that will cause defensiveness in the other person. And then you'll break the opportunity to even understand or come to some type of solution together. And so I invite you to, to really open up the conversation with just observation and not fact. Uh, there is an Indian philosopher who said, observing without evaluating is one of the highest forms of human intelligence. So I encourage you to start observing. And then once you stated the observation, the fact, the action that you've observed, then you can move into stating your feeling around it. When I saw that you, you know, you turned in your report late for the third or fourth time, I feel disappointed. I feel concerned because I'm not sure what's going to happen. I feel um, sad. So these are feeling words using very specific language, sad, concerned, disappointed. And, and the person is going to be hard for them to get defensive because this is your feeling. They, they're, it's like, I'm owning my feeling and I'm letting you know about it. If someone had come to you and say, and said to you, you shouldn't feel like that. I want you to really think about how you started the opening. Did you start off with a fact did, or did you start to do an evaluation and then telling them your feeling? So when you can start off with the opening that is open and, uh, and not evaluative, then going into your feeling, then it's more genuine and people are more open to hearing it because you're not uh, there. They don't need to put their defenses up. So observation, then you're feeling around the observation and then finally stating your need. And I noticed that you didn't do your chores over the last three weeks, like you said you would. And that makes me so disappointed because I need to trust your words. I need to be able to trust you. I need to be able to know and I can count on you. So you're stating the needs. And if you need more support, go into the book and look at all the basic needs. I need to rest. I want to be able to count on you to do the dishes so I can rest. So the more you're claiming your needs or claim your feelings or your needs, the more you're going to have a chance to get them and achieve them and obtain them. And you're saying it in a very compassionate way. Finally, you go into requesting. Can we talk about how you can do the dishes more often? Can we talk about how we can help you with getting the report done on time? Not a demand. A demand causes defensiveness again. So if you say, I need, I want you to do the report and I want you to be on time. People get defensive. 
So when you say it as a question, people at least have an opportunity to comment. People have an opportunity to give them, give you their story and give, and then you can have a dialogue, right? Start to do deep listening and start to understand perhaps if they're resistant, they might not have their needs met. And so you want to start asking questions about what are their needs. Maybe they are, they're not um, getting their need of autonomy met. They're, they're a, a teen and they don't want to do the dishes because they want to be autonomous. And so really asking the questions about what are their deepest needs, not just the feeling, but also a need underneath that. The need is the root of all feelings. If you think about a plant, you have the plant and then you have the roots. The emotions that are happening at the top are all the feelings. And then deep down inside, the feelings are coming out because a deep need, the root is not being met. So I encourage you to go deep and find out what need is not being met. Using this powerful, simple framework that will allow you to speak compassionately, speak empathetically, you know, being more compassionate. Using this framework to be compassionate, to advocate for your needs, your deepest desires. It is only when you advocate for your deepest desires and your needs that you have that opportunity to be met by somebody. And when you say it in that way, you start to open up your heart, receive with compassion. Know that when you can believe that you are so deserving of receiving all that is available to you, then other people will receive and want to give. It's a beautiful universal law, the giving and receiving. And most of us are constantly giving. And then when you can only give yourself what you want, other people will also want to give you what you deserve. So remember that. Remember by using nonviolent communication, you can start to receive and receive what you desire. I, I wish that my mom advocated for her needs. I wish that she was able to understand, take the time to understand her deepest needs and allow herself to speak and allow herself to receive, help people to support her. And I know that, um, now, she's not here with us today, but it is my passion and my duty and my responsibility to impart um, how we can all do this together in a very empathetic way so that we can better understand each other, better understand each other's needs so that we can all be closer, have deeper, meaningful relationships even when there's chaos, complexity, uh, know that um, by understanding each other more deeply, that you can build a more meaningful relationship and a better world. So take that, um, those four simple tips and a framework to speak nonviolently. Until then, until I see you on the next episode, I wish you best. And I'm your sister in flow. Much love to you. Thanks for joining the conversation today. Are you curious on how you measure up with your ability to speak in flow? Come grab my free self-assessment at speakinflow.com forward slash assessment. 
This assessment only takes a couple minutes to fill out. You will get your results within five minutes. See how you measure up with your ability to speak in flow and an unshakable confidence. Take the assessment, click on the link in the comments, and I'll see you on the other side.